back to see all these smiling faces again. <laughs> I go to Israel on Thursday. I know your heart bleeds from me, but I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get over it. I'll, I'll manage the heat, I'll, I'll suffer it. <laughs> but just to say to you just what's happening in, in Ireland, and um, last March, we took on the Ulster Hall in Belfast, and we got 700 in there, and we did a, a taste of tabernacles. In other words, what the feast is like, we put it on in one night, and we had the dance team and the praise team. Sergei Popov, who is one of the artists at the feast for many years, professional violinist, brought the house down with an anointing on that, and a speaker. We put it on for one night, and we didn't quite get it filled, but the plan, the vision is, friends, from the Ulster Hall to the waterfront and to the Odyssey with this, we can't do it without you, is what we're saying. I'm on my own in this as a whole team, teams that all come around me, prayer team, worship team, prayer, uh, hosting, hissing team, uh, praise team, uh, ministry team, and just all around me. So it's, not, it's a whole team doing it, but we can't take the vision to the nation without you. What we're doing is two things over the year. We're looking for next year to two, all over churches in this country, a night to honor Israel. Either you want to host one here, but we've been in Bangor just two weeks ago. One of the MLAs walked in and visit on that night. It was the fourth time we did it there, mind you. And we were in Colerain last night just to plant the seed there last night with about three or four pastors in a small gathering, but it was worthwhile being there with you, huh? We need your help, guys. I've been to the Feast of Tabernacles many, many times, and you get tremendous teaching there with quality speakers, Yuha and, and Malcolm Heading and so many others. We've got Suzette Heading this year, Angus Buchan. But the last couple of years, for me anyway, after going year after year, something happened just in the last two years for me. And that was that on the platform, there stood two evangelists for the first time, Reinhard Bonke and Angus Buchan, two of perhaps the world's greatest evangelists in the, in, in the body of Christ today. And what I was getting in my spirit coming back from Jerusalem was different from previous years. It was, it was, it was like the Lord was saying, as you would go back, that he, the urgency and the time it is to get the nation saved. I don't know whether we can get all of Ireland saved. They say it's going to get tougher and tougher as the years go on, but, but we still have to reach out, friends, to reach out. And there was something in my spirit, and I, I'm just... Test, you can test this, but it was something in my about, about standing with Israel and reaching for the nation, Ireland. There's something that quickened in my spirit that there is an anointing reaching for that end time, the end of the end time harvest to bring the Jews in, but a releasing of an anointing on fire for every pastor, every evangelist in this nation to reach out and to touch our own land. And even if you go to the Ulster Hall, it's not about building anything for ICEJ. But everybody that comes in the Ulster Hall, there's only one purpose for that meeting, friends. And everyone who comes goes back to their churches on fire for whatever ministry that you are in. Go back to your churches and get on fire for God in these last days. The feast message to the nations is that the king is coming. And they're coming from the nations every year up to that feast. Thousands will come up again next week. And this, the sense is that the hour is late. And I'm just, I'm just burnt, unloading my heart to you tonight. That's all. But we need your help in the hour that we're in. And maybe it's time just to, to cast in that maybe just one more time into the nation of Ireland, just one more time. But as we stand together in a, 
with a stand with Israel, I believe that the anointing, even in doing that in an evangelical thrust, friends, the anointing can be greater upon us to make us more effective in touching this nation with salvation, healings, deliverance, whatever. And even touch the body of Christ. And even those pastors and churches that are somehow off the, t- off the beam as far as Israel's concerned. You see, in my heart is that the, the people who should have the, the, the strongest anointing for evangelism is really on those that see the picture or the vision concerning Israel. If we see it in its context and in the art that it is, I feel it's almost like it's on the responsibility of those that are carrying that. But that's where the thrust of evangelism should be coming forth into the nations. And that's a challenge for us all. Challenge for me. That's it. That's the end of the first sermon, okay? <laughs> you have, he's been promoted. And uh, he now actually is my boss. <laughs> I mean, I have to, so I have to be very careful what I say from now on, you know, but we've been very, very good friends over the years. And actually he has uh, um, imparted into many, many churches in this nation. And it's been a big, big help to me. i just gone with him and, and took him around and got doors open for him. And we thank you for Pastor David. This has been a, a tremendous just blessing to you, huh? And to me for getting along with him. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. But it's always been a blessing. Your praise team, your worship team has always blessed us when we come. We always look forward to coming, just being blessed when we come here. And it's a, when, when and you, you has coming, he's always asking, is Dave, Pastor David around? Is he available? So we always check here as soon as he says he's coming. So thanks again for having us. I want to invite you to come and just unload his heart to you tonight as well. Give him a big warm welcome. You Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and greetings from Jerusalem. Like uh, Pastor David said, uh, I'm living now in Jerusalem with, with my wife and uh, actually with uh, our daughter, our son-in-law, and our grandchildren. My son-in-law is in charge of the young adults ministry concerning the ICEJ worldwide which nowadays is called Arise. It used to be called Grafted. Now it's, it, it's called Arise. And uh, maybe you, the, the younger generation, maybe you want to go and check out at the website, icj.org, and then you go to the Arise website. You can see the clips and what they're doing. They are heavily involved with, uh, with the media, like the younger generation is. So you're, you're welcome to do that. Many greetings from the, from the staff in Jerusalem, we have a staff about 40, 45 people at the moment from 15 nations. Our headquarters, ICJ headquarters, are in Jerusalem. And from there, we are also reaching out to the nations. Our ministry started from 1980. And uh, since that, we've been going to, all, to many, many nations all across the planet Earth in all the continents. So that today, we are we're having branches in, in about 70 countries of the world. And... We want the church, we are serving the church, we want the body of Christ to be aware of what's going on in Israel. Now, the Bible says very clearly that God loves all the nations. And it's, it's in, the, in the Bible, you can, you can find it clearly how God's eye is looking on the nations and how he's actually dealing also with the nations as a nation. You know, you can, you, can, you can see in the Bible that God deals with individuals. 
By the way, all of us, we have to give an account of our lives to the Lord Jesus. God sees in the Bible, you can find it out, God sees families. And in the Bible, you can see the, how God sees cities and how God sees nations. So we are reaching out uh, to the nations of the world and are linking the worldwide body of Christ to what God is doing in Israel and particularly in Jerusalem. Now God's eye sees all the nations. He loves all the people. However, the Bible is very clear and says uh, Israel is the apple of God's eye. So there's a special place for Israel in the heart of God. And we have to be aware of that. Whatever the Lord has called you to do, you are, you are, you are to be faithful in that calling. However, whatever you are doing, one eye has to be on Israel. You know, whatever you're doing, you're looking, you know, you're doing what the Lord has called you to do and you look what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Jerusalem. And the Bible promises you a blessing for doing so. Because that's at the heart of God. And when you find something that is in the heart of God and you align yourself, your own life accordingly, you will, of course, you will receive a blessing for doing so. I also want to say before we go into the uh, word of God, uh, a few things about what's going on in Israel at the moment. Uh, I believe you are pretty much well aware what's going on in Israel and the, and the surrounding nations. Now, <clears throat> Israel today is a nation with uh, 7.978 million people. 7,900,000 uh, <laughs> Almost 8 million. 20 22,000 missing from being 8 million. And out of that 8 million, about 75% are Jewish. Meaning that there are now, today, in Israel, in, inside the physical borders in Israel, almost exactly 6 million people, Jewish people. That is a reminder for us. You know, when, when dealing with Israel and looking at the situation in Israel, because there are threats upon Israel today. Now, the six million people in Israel, it's almost like God is giving the second chance to the communities and the nations in the world to stand up with and together the Jewish people, against those threats that are upon this nation and to prevent from another Holocaust to happen. You know, it's about 70 years ago, 6 million people, Jewish people were murdered, just like the Pastor David said. And now there are 6 million people living in Israel that have enemies that are threatening them and really expressing their intentions also, what they have and what they, what they are planning for Israel. And I'm talking about Iran. Now, Israel with 8 million people, it's a 
tiny land and a tiny nation surrounded by countries and nations that God loves. However, these countries surrounding Israel that God loves have chosen at the present, for the time being, they have chosen to express their hatred towards Israel. Now, this is a fact. Now, God, God loves all the people and all the, everybody has the same value. We are all being created into the image of God. Never mind who we are. Doesn't matter our religious background, our ideas, our thoughts, whether we are atheists, whether we are Buddhists, or whether we are uh, Muslims, or whether we are Jewish people, or Christians, or, or agnos agnostics, or whatever. It doesn't matter. All of us, we have the same value. We are created in the image of God. God loves these people. However, at the moment, these nations surrounding Israel, many of them are in a hostile attitude towards Israel. And that creates a threat to the Jewish people in the land. Now, there's in the north of Israel, in Lebanon, there's Hezbollah. It's, an, it's a terrorist organization, a proxy for Iran. Now, do you remember the, the, the war, the, the second Lebanon war, 2006? How many of you remember that? Can I see your hands? Yeah, you, you, you knew about Yeah. Since that, they have acquired this terrorist organization, Hezbollah, they have acquired missiles and, and uh, their weapons to a greater measure than what they had 2006. And uh, it is a real potential threat to Israel. They can reach now Tel Aviv. They can reach with the rockets and with the missiles. They can reach uh, uh, Haifa, Tel Aviv, and those cities. Syria, Israel's neighbor. You know what's going on in Syria. It's been many months. Uh, terrible, terrible things. I just personally spoke with a lady who comes to serve at the Feast of Tabernacles every year. And she's, she's working. I don't want to mention the organization that she's working with, but it's a humanitarian organization. And she's very high up in the, in the organization. She's been living now in Syria the last few months. And she said, it's terrible what has been happening in, in Syria, in the streets, with the, with the children and with the, with the people and with the civilians. It's, it's very, very bad. They are killing people there. Now, because this uproar that's going on in Syria, it's a high concern to the surrounding nations, not only to Israel, but, but especially to Israel. Now, Syria has chemical weapons. And uh, Israel has to prepare herself to that scenario as well. If, if, if there will be an attack against Israel by Hezbollah in the north and Syria and with the biological chemical weapons. Uh, the government of Israel has uh, ha actually it has been and is handing out gas masks at the moment in Israel. 
for the civilians and uh, every Israeli citizen will receive one free of charge. Uh, but they have to acquire it, they have to go physically and get them. Uh, then in the south, you know, of course, there's Gaza and there's another terrorist organization called Hamas, also a proxy to Iran, which uh, uh, has been very hostile towards Israel always and still is. Now, I'm talking about attitudes. I'm talking about thoughts. I'm talking about ideas that are inside of these people and how they verbally express them and not only verbally but with their actions. I am not talking about the value of human beings. God loves everybody. So I just want you to understand that. This is, these are facts, what I'm saying to you. So Israel, the apple of God's eye, is being surrounded with this potential scenario. And this is not all. The Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, considers, and he's not alone in this, he considers the threat from Iran the greatest threat since Israel got her independence as a nation. Now, the president of Iran, Ahmadinejad, has continuously, without wavering with his speech, with his words, and with his actions, he's, he's freely expressed himself by saying vocally, verbally, that he wants to destroy Israel. He wants to wipe Israel off the map. Now, <clears throat> when you think about it, it's another thing if the world leaders are talking with their advisors or within their cabinet or, you know, among themselves in the secret, you know, behind the secret doors. They are talking that, oh, this Israel is a problem. Well, I wish that it would be uh, wiped off from the map. And what, would sh what should we do with Israel? But it's another thing when the head of the state in his office as a president comes up publicly year after year expressing that he wants to destroy another nation. Now, I think you know by now with your own experience that it's another thing it's another thing to think inside, but to speak it out, you need something to do that. And I can never, uh, uh, me personally, to put it mildly, you need extra strength. You need a source to be able to express things like that, that Mr. Ahmadinejad is being telling. There has to be a spiritual power behind before you come into public like that. So, Iran is developing the nuclear weapon. This is more than 100% sure. This is absolutely true. They are acquiring an atomic uh, bomb. They want it. Israel has been telling the world community. Actually, Netanyahu talked about this, I think, 16 years ago already. You know, and, and uh, many years back, you know, uh, uh, about these things. And uh, 
now he's really warning the world community, and rightly so, about the threat that Iran has, not only for Israel, but also for the Western world, the whole of the Western world. Who thinks, who would think that it only, it's, it's only Israel? It's not. After Israel, it's another nation, in another nation, it's the Western world, United States, and so forth. It's a real threat for the, for the world community if Iran would have it, what they are acquiring for now. Behind the scenes, you know, of course, the Arab nations, even though they are in a hostile relationship with Israel publicly, but secretly behind the scenes, they are clapping their hands if, if Israel is looking after uh, so that Iran will never get the, the atomic bomb. Because Iran is not a threat only to the United States and the Western world and Israel, first of all. is If Iran would have this weapon, it would be a threat to the surrounding Arab nations as well. So everybody actually wants that Iran will be dealt with. But then the world community is, is arguing about how to deal with it. Now, Israel cannot afford that Iran would be a nuclear nation. They cannot afford that. So, for sure, if the world community does nothing, Israel will. They will have to. And the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is very determined that there will never be another Holocaust. So that if Iran has to be dealt with, they will. Now what about the Israelis in the land now, you know, living in Israel, these this 8 million people and, and 6 million Jewish people? Uh, you know, it's now it's the season of what they call High Holy Days. It's, it's the, the New Year was just 17th of, uh, uh, I mean, six, I think it was six, 17th, yeah, 17th of September. Uh, Monday it was uh, the New Year's Eve, uh, the New Year Rosh Hashanah. And uh, next Wednesday, the, the coming Wednesday, 20, 26th, this month it will be uh, the, the day of uh, great atonement, uh, the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, and uh, the 1st of October will start the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's the period of about three weeks, high holy days. Now, during the Rosh Hashanah, the, the new year, by the way, it's 5,773 year in the Jewish calendar. And the first day was uh, the 17th of September this year. So, you know, they, in Israel, they, the Israelis, the modern Israelis, they, they buy gifts. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a Christmas. You know, it reminds us Westerners of Christmas. You know, when, when you see they are buying gifts and giving gifts during the Rosh Hashanah. And uh, they are also uh, preparing their hearts for the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. They are... They are building their relationships, asking forgiveness and getting right with their friends. And, you know, they are, they, are, they are preparing their hearts. And the place where we are living, the apartment, across us is a family. And they invited us uh, for a Rosh Hashanah dinner. 
And of course, we were gladly to attend with my wife. And uh, it's, it's a couple, an elderly couple, and they have children and they have grandchildren. So the family was there. And of, of course, we were also talking about the situation, what's going on now. Now, Israelis, you know, with, with this situation that is upon them now, Israelis uh, are living their lives like before. You know, they, that couple has not picked up their gas masks. I don't know anybody who has, you know, people have done it and they have picked up their gas masks. But I don't know personally anybody who's done it yet. I've, the Israelis that I've talked with, uh, you know, they are taking it very, very um, peacefully. And they say that it's something that, you know, we are, we've had wars before and, and uh, you know, doesn't, you, you know, you, you don't know for sure whether it's something is coming or not, whether Israelis will attack uh, the, just now the, the Iran, you know, to destroy these, uh, these nuclear uh, facilities where they are having this uh, process going on. They are, they are living their lives like every day. You know, life is going on. I don't feel any anxiety as such. Uh, I don't speak Hebrew, so I don't get the full picture of it. Uh, but, I mean, the people in our staff, we have people that have lived in Israel about 20 years. They are taking it very, you know, very soberly. Uh, they say that, you know, it's been so much in the public and because it's so much in the public, you know, you, you think that it will not happen because when Israel, Israelis do something, you read in the newspapers the following day, not, not before. So as such, it, it looks like it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's so much in the public that, that people are actually thinking that it will not happen. Uh, our staff in Jerusalem, the, the 45 people, will be dealt and will, we, 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 we treat them, our staff, with, uh, you know, in the same manner uh, like the Israelis are, uh, uh, treating their citizens so that we will, uh, we will be sure that all our staff will get the gas mask if necessary and they know all the procedures and so forth. But really, you know, it's, it's peaceful. It's, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a chaos. It's not a panic situation or anything like that. It's people living their ordinary lives, going to work, going to school, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Israel. So when people say to me that, for example, if somebody says, I don't believe uh, it's going to happen now, then they add, but in Israel, everything is possible. So on the other hand, you can never be sure. Me personally, how, because I'm new in Israel, I just moved uh, in the beginning of May. And uh, I've been to Israel so many times, but I've never lived in Israel. 
So for me, you know, this situation, I believe my living in Israel is from God, not from man. I have complete peace about everything. I'm not, you know, I'm transparent with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, of course, I don't want to be stupid or anything like that, but, but it's, it's, if God has sent me there like I do believe he has, so he will look after me. And uh, God will look after Israel. Israel uh, will stay in this physical location that the ancient people are now back into their homeland. They will stay there. And there's no Ahmadinejad who can wipe off Israel from the map. It will never happen. Actually, I have also friends that are evangelizing the Muslims and uh, heavily involved with uh, media, with TV, with satellite programs, internet, everything. And they are winning. Actually, they, they, they are receiving response, responses from the, from the Muslim countries and the Arabic world in hundreds of thousands. It's a it's large ministry. And they tell me that actually some of the pastors, for example, in Iran, Iranian pastors, are telling them that don't pray to God that God will remove Ahmadinejad from his office because every time Ahmadinejad opens up his, ma- his mouth, thousands of people are turning their backs to the, to the Muslim religion. So, and there's a, there's a strong revival going on in Iran, in Iran. I think, are you aware of that? Did you know that? It's a strong revival going on in Iran. People are getting saved. And it's, it's, going, it's a grassroots revival. So God is on the move. And the way to see it is always that God has everything under control. Now, when a person is elected or put by force or whatever, anybody in the leadership position, the Bible says that his heart is in the hand of God. And he turns that heart wherever he wants to. So God has everything under full control. And God's kingdom is advancing. God is in complete control. Into the human eyes, things might look sometimes that they are chaotic. They, it's, it's a mess. But according to the word of God, God has everything under control. And he's moving with his plan and a new season and a new period, a new era will open up when Jesus returns. So God is setting the stage. God has everything under control. We do not understand everything, but we do know that God is in full control. He's on the throne. So all these events... Uh, the, the thing that I really want to leave with you is that welcome to Israel, the safest place in the planet Earth. You know, in Israel, you can walk 10 o'clock in the nighttime. When you're over 80 years old, you can walk in the streets of Jerusalem without being afraid that somebody will attack you. 
You know, you are, f you are safe in Israel. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, and, and the economy, you know, with the, all these re recesses that's been going on in the world and the economic turbulence that, that has been hit, hitting the European nations and the nation of the world, Israel has, has been able uh, to, to really go through this uh, in, a, in a strong way, you know, financially and economically, you know, concerning their the, the economics. So Israel is doing fine, and uh, the church in Israel, the messianic body, uh, beautiful things are happening uh, also there in Israel, spiritually. And uh, we are reaching out as, as the International Christian Embassy, not only to the Jews, we are also reaching out to the Arabs. And uh, it's, it's beautiful what's, what's going on. It's a new phase, it's a new era, it's, it's a new season. And uh, doors are opening to us in Israel, also outside Israel in the nations, in such ways that never before. So it's very exciting. I'm highly motivated. I'm joyful when I, when, I, when I go to my work. I've been working long hours, long days, like the staff in Jerusalem. Uh, right now, the last few weeks, they've been really, really working hard, uh, preparing the upcoming Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, we are expecting... Uh, uh, again, more people than last year to the feast, and people are coming. And uh, you know, the 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 devil wants to use the very same words. <clears throat> I just told you with my words some things. Now the devil wants to take those words that I just spoke to you and twist them in your heart, twist them in your mind. And the, and the devil wants to create fear. But, the, the, but, but God, you know, God's word and God, God takes these words and he creates peace and clarity in your spirit, in your mind. And, and God, God's love takes out all fear. You know, and, uh, you know, we are living in the times of the nations. Now, I was talking, uh, I was sharing with you, I mean, big things. It's easy to put them into words, but they are big things. They are enormous. Their weight is enormous. It's, it's easy to, to, to say them, uh, but the things actually are huge, enormous. They are vast things touching millions of people. They are way too big for me or for you. So that's why God is, is, is uh, having the planet Earth in his hand. And he's kind. He's compassionate. He's forgiving. And, uh, and, and the Lord wants to redeem. And he's, he's got a plan to redeem this planet Earth. And he will do it. And that plan is, is, is all right now, even while we are, we are here, that plan is proceeding. It's going forward. So Israel needs your prayers. And uh, God wants you to pray, not only on behalf of, like, uh, like Brian was saying, on behalf of uh, Ireland. God wants you to pray in behalf of Israel. It's a, it's a special thing. Because God's dealings with Israel eventually will bring about the peace 
the righteousness, a new season, a new era into this planet Earth. When Israel will be saved and will be in, the, in her right position and place, reconciled with God through their Messiah, Jesus. When Israel is, is in its rightful place, all the other nations of the planet Earth will also be in their rightful place and there will be peace. Do you believe that? So keep, your, keep in your prayers the great nation of Israel and the Jewish people. And one more thing uh, before I, I share a little bit the word of God. There are things happening concerning the Jewish people also here in Europe, in France, in England, in other places, uh, Hungary and, and those places anti-Semitic things even in Sweden. And so there, there, there are things happening in this planet Earth among the nations that are, are, are indicating to us that God is doing something. And uh, also the devil is doing something. We are heading to the climax of this period in history. And that climax will be, all Israel will be saved. And Jesus will return. And there will be new season in this planet Earth. Basically, you know, we have an Israeli night, but it's not about Israel. Basically, it's all about Jesus. So I want to share a few words about that. You know, you, you keep this context in your mind. However, at the core of this, everything is Jesus. In the book of Revelation, you know, chapter 19, book of Revelation, chapter 19, and verse 10. The Apostle John is having his vision and there's an angel with him. And the Bible says in Revelation 19 and 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Lord, I just want to commit the word also to you. Holy Spirit, use it. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. At the center of all the prophetic voices in the Bible is Jesus. Wherever there's the prophetic spirit, there's Jesus. Glorifying Jesus. How do we look into the Bible? You know, what do we find in the Bible? We find in the Bible Jesus everywhere. Both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's all about Jesus. But Jesus never came into a vacuum. He came to a setting 
to a, to, to, to a, a frame. And that setting was the Jewish people, the, the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the land. Meaning that Jesus came into time and space and history. It's not just a vague idea, a thought. It's a physical thing. The, the, the people could touch Jesus, the word in the flesh, God in the flesh, true God, true man, God, man, Jesus. So God is very interested in your physical being as well. Some people are so spiritual that they think that God has nothing to do in this physical world. It's all spiritual, all thoughts and words and, and, and so forth. And no, God is very interested in your physical being. So God took the nation of Israel as his vehicle when, and to, to bring the blessing to the whole humanity. You know, I'm holding in my hand this bottle of water. Now, the content of this bottle refreshes me. I'm thirsty, I drink, I get refreshed. And when I'm thirsty, I drink the content, not the bottle. So, Jesus is everything. But the, con the, the context, the vehicle, the, the setting is the Jewish people and the land. You know, God wanted to bring Jesus into this planet earth. So what did he do? He called Abraham 4,000 years ago, started building a nation out of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the 12, the, the 12 patriarchs, and the nation of Israel. God was preparing uh, a, a setting, an airstrip, or a venue, or a platform, or a stage, whatever you want to use, for his son to come to this planet earth for the first time. The Bible says salvation is from the Jews. So God took Abraham, built up a nation, and gave Abraham the promise that he will have descendants. He will have the descendant, meaning Jesus, and a piece of land. Now it's very interesting that when God was looking for a physical location in this planet earth as a base for his redemptive actions for the world... He chose a place. It was not in Europe. It was not in India. It was, it was not in, in America. But it was in the Middle East. A physical location. In the Middle East, it was, the, it was Israel. And in Israel, the city of Jerusalem. A physical place. With physical people. And God started building. You know, if, if this is time when God appeared to Abraham 4,000 years ago. And this is... The time when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The, the, the time span is 2,000 years. So God started building patiently. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 12 patriarchs. Then the nation of Israel. Then they are in Egypt. Under the hand of Moses they come out of Egypt. With Joshua they go into the promised land. Then they have to go to exile to Babylon. Then they come back. And now they are approaching the time when Jesus is supposed to be born. And the Bible says when the fullness of time had come. 
when it was fully come, then Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Exactly the conditions God wanted them to be. What, what were the conditions? It was Roman Empire. And Israel was, was under the Roman Empire. And Jesus was born. So God patiently prepared everything. And the setting was the Jewish people and the land. And Jesus came. Then this blessed people. They took the message of the gospel after Jesus' resurrection to all the four corners of the earth. And the gospel has gone forth. You know, when Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to all the nations, all the, all the men in front of him were Jewish people. And they took the gospel and they, and they went. Now, God gave in the Bible the promise that Jesus will return. Again, God is preparing the setting, the, the stage, the landing strip for his son to come back patiently. You know, after, after Jesus' resurrection, a, a tragedy that was spoken of by the prophet and, and with the mouth of Jesus happened. You know, Jesus told this beforehand of the prophets, 70 A.D., Again, Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. And the people were taken to, to the four corners of the earth. And the Jewish people were in exile. How many years? 2,000 years. But God had promised to bring his people back to the ancient homeland. Because they are God's vehicle to bless the nations. They are the gateway for Jesus to come the first time and the second time. God is patiently preparing the airstrip for his son to come back. About 140, 150 years ago, the Jewish people started going back to their ancient homeland after 2,000 years. And Israel got her independence in 1948. There's no other nation, no other language group, no other people that had been away from their homeland for 2,000 years and then returned back to the same physical location than 2,000 years ago, speaking the same language when they left and having the same religion when they left. Only the Jewish people. And the Bible connects the return of the Jewish people to the return of the King Jesus. So God has been patiently working 2,000 years. Now, I mean, that's a long time or a short time. Abraham was being given the promise 4,000 years ago, and it took 2,000 years to be fulfilled. They knew to expect and they knew to wait, the Jewish people, for their Messiah. Imagine it took 2,000 years. Let's say that because in the Bible, one generation is either 40 years old or 70 to 80 years old or even 100 year old. One generation. Let's say that the generation is 50 year old. So it's about 40 generations from the time that God appeared to Abraham to the time when Jesus came. 40 generation. Now think about your life. You live for one generation. 40 
of your generations. And you would be in the time of Jesus, backwards. It was 40, 40 generations or 2,000 years from Abraham to the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. From his resurrection to this day is also 2,000 years. 40 generations, roughly, if you think about however you want to put that. But let's speak about 40 generations. And God has brought his people back. And the Bible is very clear that when they are back in their ancient homeland, that is the time when God will deal with them as a nation, spiritually. And they will end up to be saved as a nation. Let's read one scripture and we'll finish. Ezekiel 36. One scripture about this. Ezekiel 36. And verse 24. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. This is Ezekiel 36 and verse 25. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. And the Bible promises in the book of Zechariah, the prophet, he says that God will pour out the spirit of grace and of supplication. On the nation of Israel. And they will look on him whom they have pierced. Apostle Paul says all Israel will be saved. And Jesus said you will not see me. And he's talking to, to the people of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem also representing the whole nation of Israel. He was saying you will not see me before you. Yes. Before you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch Shem Adonai. So Jesus will come back. It's glorious. You will have your resurrection body. You will be raptured. Thank you, God. So God has everything under control. Everything. In your personal life, in your family life, in Ireland, in the Europe, and in Israel, and in the Middle East. Our job is to find out what God is doing and then throw ourselves to do the same. Go with Him, yes, and flow with Him. We are co-workers. We are fellow workers with God in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about the restoration process concerning Israel and the whole planet Earth. 
God has spoken about restoring the whole planet Earth from ancient times by the Hebrew prophets. All of them were speaking about this future that is on the way. God will renew the planet Earth, even the animal world, everything. And Israel is right there at the core. God's eyes is all the nations, but Israel is the apple of his eye. And it's a restoration process for Israel. That's why they are back in their ancient homeland. Now God is showing favor to Zion. And he will appear to Zion. And that will touch all the nations of the planet earth. So God is restoring. That's why he brought them back to save them. The root to their salvation. We know something about it, but we don't know everything about it. At least I don't know everything about it. I know something about it, but I do know that now when they are in the land, it's good for them. God will save them. And it's wonderful to live there. And I'm inviting you to come to Jerusalem. Walk in the streets. Go up and down and east and west and south and north. And bless the people of Israel. And pray for them. Let's pray. Lord Jesus... We commit ourselves again fresh to you. We worship you. We give you all the honor and praise. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the leadership. Bless these people, Lord. And Lord, we pray for the nation of Israel. We pray for the Prime Minister Netanyahu and the cabinet. Lord, put your thoughts into the hearts of, this, of these men. Lord, we are praying also for, for the borders within Israel. We are praying for the city of Jerusalem, big and small. Thank you, Jesus, for being with Israel. We are saying, like your word says, peace to Jerusalem. Peace be unto you. In Jesus' wonderful name, we are praying. Lord, thank you for being with us. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, allowing us to worship you, pray, and even given our lives. You have allowed us to give our lives to you. Thank you for looking after us. In your wonderful name, we do pray. Amen.